Once again, American jurisprudence has let down its citizens. Another appeals court ruling has taken away the stay order for Biden's clearly unconstitutional OSHA vaccine mandate for employers of more than 100 employees. While the court proceeding continues to play out, even with a plea to the U.S. Supreme Court, the media is suggesting that affected employers need to start implementing the mandate as non-compliance penalties will begin January 10. Should employers fold so quickly? Or are there other measures that could be taken? We'll discuss this in today's analysis behind the news, where we provide the perspective and the plan to save American liberty and independence. Let me read to you a couple paragraphs from the New Americans coverage of this. The Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals arrived at their stay order with the conclusion that the OSHA ETS, which is the Emergency Temporary Standard, was beyond the scope of OSHA's statutory authority and therefore unconstitutional. That's a clear and definite, or definitive statement. And on December 15, Chief Judge Sutton of the Sixth Circuit Court agreed with the Fifth Circuit Court judges when she wrote in the en banc petition, Denial Order, the Occupational Safety and Health Act gives the Secretary power to address only occupational health and safety risks. The Act does not clearly give the Secretary power to regulate all health risks and all new health hazards. Then, literally just two days later, in its stay order reversal, the Sixth Circuit Court supported OSHA's authority to manage viruses in the workplace. Circuit Judge Stranch concluded that OSHA's issuance of the ETS is not an enormous expansion of its regulatory authority. OSHA has regulated workplace health and safety on a national scale since 1970, including controlling the spread of disease. The ETS is not a novel expansion of OSHA's power. It is an existing application of authority to a novel and dangerous worldwide pandemic. The New American concluded, obviously, there is disagreement on the constitutionality of the ETS between and within the circuit courts. And unfortunately, none of this is a surprise as the court system has continuously devolved due to partisan politics. One recent statistic reveals 40 federal judges have been confirmed in Biden's first year, a record that matches only President Ronald Reagan. In Trump's first year, he had only 18 confirmed. While the confirmation vote only needs a simple majority, a vote for closure allowing for debate and a vote used to be 60. It was changed in 2013 to require only a simple majority. Now recall that the Senate is split 50-50 with Senate President Kamala Harris casting any tie-breaking vote. So these can be rammed through without Republican support, except that there has been some Republican support, notably from Lindsey Graham. As a member of our research team framed it, I'm not aware of any holds on judicial nominees, which I think shows that Senate Republicans aren't focusing on the most important nominations. According to the Epic Times on December 17, three private companies and Missouri's Attorney General requested an immediate injunction to stay the mandate. The very next day, according to the New American, Georgia's Attorney General applied to the U.S. Supreme Court to stay the OSHA Emergency Temporary Standard and reverse the dissolved stay order by the Sixth Circuit Court. A few days later, the U.S. Supreme Court directed the Biden administration to file responses to applications from faith groups, companies, and attorneys general from over half the states in the country 
by 4 p.m. on December 30th, according to the Epic Times. Now, since we are recording this prior to Christmas 2021, there is a likelihood that the court has acted on the stay. Yet, as we have previously pointed out, the court system plays zero part in the legislative process, instead being a check on the other two branches of the federal government. The first line of the Constitution after the preamble confirms this by saying, all legislative powers herein granted shall be vested in a Congress. If the Supreme Court fails to provide a clear check to this imbalance of federal power, the founders were adamant that the states are duty-bound to interpose to nullify this gross overreach of the executive branch. This means that every local, state, and federal official who has sworn an oath to uphold the Constitution is duty-bound to oppose laws not made in pursuance of the Constitution, as well as any other unconstitutional acts of the federal government or of international bodies. James Madison discussed this in Federalist No. 44 and 46. Alexander Hamilton wrote about this in Federalist No. 16 and 33. Both Thomas Jefferson and Madison wrote in favor of nullification. Jefferson did so in the Kentucky Resolutions of 1798, and Madison did so in the Virginia Resolutions of 1798. Known as constitutional enforcement, this provides the ultimate check on overreaching federal power. The founders expected the states and other officials to act to protect constituents. They could pass resolutions against the Unconstitutional Act and refuse to cooperate. Hamilton wrote in Federalist No. 16 that state legislatures have only not to act or to act evasively and the measure is defeated. Yet how many of your state legislators know to do this? You might be surprised to know that many do, especially given the educational outreach efforts of members of the John Birch Society. Our Article 6 and Constitution is the Solution workshop materials have helped many see the need and effectiveness of this constitutional tool. In fact, we could argue that nullification was one of the only tools that lifted government tyranny during the lockdowns. Many county sheriffs across the country took a stand against enforcing such draconian and unconstitutional measures. When there is no enforcement, there is no implementation of tyranny. State legislatures hold this same power against the federal government, and it's high time that they started using it to fight this COVID tyranny. To learn more about this, download this free booklet from JBS.org. Printed copies are also available from our store. Then pass it on to state legislators and other officials who can help block these mandates on the local level, including county sheriffs. Don't let this usurpation of power go left unchecked. However, just doing this on your own is not enough. For maximum effectiveness, you should work with other members of your community through organized activities that target concerned citizens, especially your local leaders and business owners, to get them involved in actively reaching out to state legislators and other officials who can nullify this unconstitutional mandate. When done in an organized fashion, success can soon follow. Members across the country have had measurable success, including getting special emergency powers stripped from governors and overcoming their vetoes. That's the power of organization, and that's the power of the John Birch Society. Since 1958, the John Birch Society has led the way back to Americanism. Members organize locally and follow an agenda designed to preserve our founding principles, to stop globalism, and to restore American prosperity. With the tyranny that each of us has had to face, 
More and more Americans are seeking answers, and they are finding the John Birch Society. Join the John Birch Society today and help stop this tyranny. Links are in the video description. I'm Bill Hahn for the John Birch Society. Until next time, stay informed, stay active, and be bold, patriots.